this is Angie and Ron, and this is the Life in Orlando podcast, episode one. We are so excited to be doing this podcast and so happy that you are here listening with us. Hey, everybody. This is Ron, and I wanted to just, like Angie said, introduce myself and kind of give you a little insight as to what Life in Orlando is, what this podcast is going to be about, and kind of just give you an idea of different things to do in Orlando, whether it be in the parks or out of the parks. Um, we'll also give you guys a little bit of insight about who we are and what we do. But thank you so much for being here with us. And let's start the fun. All right. So first of all, Life in Orlando is a vacation planning podcast. Ron and I have lived in Orlando for about 10 years, but before that, we visited and we vacationed here. And just like a lot of you, we knew Disney and we knew Universal and that was about it. I don't even think that we knew that there was a downtown Orlando for quite a while or that there was very much to do around Orlando. So there's so much more to this awesome city, whether it be... Um, nightlife or outdoor activities, theme parks, um, music venues, um, things like that. Um, we're super close to the beach and different things. So uh, there's so much more to do um, other than what your typical view of what Orlando is. Right. So we do love Disney. We are annual pass holders. We do love Universal Studios. We love to go to the parks. But... We also realized quickly after moving here that there's so much more than those things. So parts. much more. And that's what we've really been discovering over the past 10 years or so that we have lived here. And we also hate hearing that that's what everyone else thinks that Orlando is. You know, whenever we meet people when we're out on vacation, whether it be here in the States or abroad over in Europe or something like that. You know, the first thing that people say when they ask us where we live and where we're from, we say Orlando, like, oh, Disney World. And it's like, yeah, Disney's here and it's great and all, but there's so much more to this great city. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about and what we're going to really dive into with this podcast and really what life in Orlando is all about. Right. So hopefully what you'll get out of this are some great tips for your vacation planning. Hopefully you'll learn about some things here in Orlando and the Central Florida, for that matter, that you really didn't know about before. Hopefully you can think about kind of getting outside that Disney bubble and experiencing some of the amazing attractions, both that are kind of tourist attractions, but also some of the great attractions here that we have that are more local based, that locals enjoy, that if you're here visiting, that likely you'll really enjoy and want to learn about too. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it. Let's start telling people uh, kind of what all there is and what Orlando really is like. Okay. So I think that this is very timely because unfortunately we know that a lot of you have had your Disney vacation canceled already, uh, whether you were coming from the time between March and mid-July when the parks were closed, or maybe you had a trip planned later on and you learned about the Disney 
uh, limitations and guidelines and regulations that are going to be put in place upon their reopening and you decided, you know what, maybe it's just not the best time for me to go to Disney. I really don't want to spend so much money and not be able to really experience all that Disney has to offer. But I think that the great thing about being here in Orlando is that you can still come to Orlando and you can still have an awesome vacation. So what we really wanted to touch on during our very first episode is timely and that we're going to talk about some of the other ways that you can still have an awesome Orlando vacation. If you feel comfortable with traveling, if you still want to travel and have a vacation, then there's no reason why you can't even without Disney. Yeah, still make Orlando your destination. Still come here and experience what we have and, you know, what is open and what people are able to still experience, even if it is on sometimes a a limited basis as far as not fully being open or getting the full effect of everything, you you can still do so much here. Um, With that being said, I think one of the first obvious places to consider outside of Disney um, that is actually open and up and running, I would say would be Universal Studios. Um, There's so much to do at Universal Orlando, um, whether it be going to one of the parks or going and hanging out in one of the resorts, going to City Walk um, to have some dinners or drinks and just kind of hanging out and relaxing a little bit. There's so much that Universal has to offer that people don't realize when they come and they only experience one aspect that they know of in Disney. What are some things that you would talk about in regards to Universal? What would you point on? So I really think that Universal has grown so much over the past few years that it really has turned into a full multi-day destination. Absolutely. You have the two parks. And if it's your first time visiting Orlando, you really need to allow one full day in each park. You have Universal Studios and you have Islands of Adventure. And both of these parks are unique in their very own way. If you are a Harry Potter fan or if you have a Harry Potter fan in your family, this is the... Who doesn't? Right, right. (laughs) This is the perfect place for you. You have um, you have Diagon Alley and Universal Studios. You have Hogsmeade and Islands of Adventure. And these two are connected by the Hogwarts Express. So you're not going to have Cinderella's Castle like you'd have at Disney, but you have Hogwarts Castle. And for some people, that's even better. <laughs> True. Um, Universal also houses Volcano Bay, which is our favorite. Probably one of the best water parks out there in reality. It really is. It's certainly our favorite water park in Orlando. It's fairly new. It's only been open for a couple of years, but it's definitely one of those water parks where you could go and you could hang out all day. There are some great slides there. They have some great areas where you could just chill. It's a Polynesian theme type environment. So you have this really cool music. You have some great bars and some great drinks there. Great beach area overlooking the ridiculously huge wave pool. Um, You've got a racer. One of my favorite rides there, of course, is the racer. The aqua racer. The aqua racer. It's super fun. It's really fast. Um, Definitely a thrill. I'm not a huge water slide person. I'm kind of a chicken Um, when it comes to that. I have this crazy thought that I'm going to fly off of a slide, but um, thankfully that's yet to happen. But um, the racers are awesome. They're great. Um, Really cool. 
and a great thrill is similar to riding on a roller coaster in a lot of ways, actually. So um, I would say the Lazy River is great. It's a good way to just kind of chill back and relax, grab a drink, and kind of just float around for a while, catch some rays. And then uh, you can head over to your chair and, and lounge in the sand and hang out in the wave pool. The waves get pretty loud, pretty crazy. The view of the volcano uh, is fantastic. So, yeah, so much to do. There's shops, there's restaurants. There's there's really so much to do there. So it's a really cool environment and atmosphere. Great, great park. And then you have City Walk, which is right in the middle, which is going to be your evening destination with some great restaurants, some entertainment there, the largest hard rock cafe in the world, which a lot of people don't know. So I would say that Universal would definitely be on our top list of things to do when when visiting Orlando when you're looking at someplace other than Disney. Next, I'd say that you could consider looking into Legoland if you have kids and you're looking for something a little bit different. And it's a little bit outside of uh, Orlando. You're probably looking about 45 minutes to get down to the Winter Haven area where Legoland is. Some would choose to stay in one of the local hotels uh, at the resort there for Legoland or some would just make it a day trip. But it's another experience that you can kind of go to and Take the kids, and there's a lot of coasters and, and fun little things for the kids to do. Uh, they're outside of Orlando, but close enough to still make it a day trip if you wanted to at just one little piece of your vacation here to Orlando. Yeah, many people don't realize that Legoland Florida is a theme park, a water park, and there are also three on-site hotels. Yeah. And they're very themed, and they're very immersive. So if you want to just make your small child's day or a couple of days and give them an ultimate experience, then consider Legoland. And this is a great add-on. They also just opened, they also just opened up the, uh, the, the pirate Island hotel. Yeah. That's a really themed Legoland pirate hotel. That's located right there on property. Right. And who doesn't love stepping on a Lego? I mean, <laughs> I mean, going to Legoland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next, this one may be obvious as well and something a lot of people think about, but uh, SeaWorld and Aquatica. SeaWorld is a one-day theme park, I would say. Um, There are guidelines and requirements, and something that we didn't mention at Universal right now is that mask are requirements. They do have safety guidelines in place, so keep that in mind to read all the safety guidelines for any of these places that we're going to talk about prior to visiting. Universal, you're definitely wearing masks as of right now. Um, we were just there, what, about a week ago mm-hmm. and we had to wear masks everywhere. Even on rides, you have to wear masks, right. but it, it, it's just a way to get away from everything. So yeah, continuing on with SeaWorld, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in there. Yeah, but SeaWorld, you are required to wear a mask as well, but the roller coasters are open. A lot of the shows are open. Um, Aquatica is the water park that is owned by SeaWorld and it's right by that area. And that's a great full day attraction as well. It's located kind of close to iDrive and there are a lot of great hotels and resort in that area if you want to make a few days out of that stay. Right on. Yeah, good call. Uh, Outside of that, I'd say something else to touch on as another idea here in the Orlando area are, are many, many, many resorts. There are so many different resorts that you can go to here in Orlando, and they're going to be the larger hotel resorts that have these great, fantastic pools and extra amenities, some restaurants in them, some shops and things like that. So with that being said, I mean, there, there's several different options 
and and different ones you can go to. Some of them have floating lazy river uh, playgrounds. They have golf courses. Uh, so you've got a wide array of large resorts that you can kind of pick and choose and just find your oasis style pool. You can kick back, get away and let the kids play. They have different activities for kids or you can just have an adult time away from the kids and just, you know, find your find your inner peace and your kind of little oasis. A couple of different ones to think on are uh, the high, you know, the Hyatt Cypress Creek. You've got the Orlando World Center Marriott. You've got Hilton Bonnet Creek. Gaylord Palms is a big one. Uh, so you've got a wide variety of different ones you can hit. There's also another one called Grove Resort, which is phenomenal. A great property. Super close to Disney as well. So uh, I would say that that's another thing to kind of take into consideration if you're not going to go do any of the parks or things like that. Even just coming and hitting a, a resort and getting away from some cold weather you might have up north or just want a different change of scenery. You know, and there's also a Margaritaville here, uh, the Jimmy Buffett themed hotel that has like a really large um, complex where it has, you know, single family homes. It has condos, townhouses and then hotel uh, accommodations as well. But they have a really large resort pool, tons of restaurants, music and of course, margaritas, hence the name. So that's just another piece of it to kind of talk about and, and think on if, if you want something out of the norm. Right. The Margaritaville Hotel also has a water park located right at the True. hotel, H2O Live. So you have that. You have the Sunwalk area. I think that that's a great destination for adults and for couples, but there's still a lot of things for kids to do as well. And sometimes... A resort is a destination in itself. I can go to a Absolutely. nice resort with an awesome pool, some great restaurants, a couple of bars, and just have a fun getaway for a few days without ever leaving the resort. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we go to resorts when we go on cruises and go to resorts for a day as one of our destinations on a cruise for an excursion. So, yeah, you can absolutely do that here as well. Something different as well as some of the spas that are at some of these resorts. So, just kick back, relax, and enjoy yourself no matter what it is you choose to do. So the next one is one of our favorites and yes. something that we do quite often, and that is... Bring on the beaches. <laughs> go to the beach. So I guess a lot of people don't think about the beach when they come to Orlando, and that's because there's not a beach in Orlando. However, because we are so centrally located, we have great beaches all around. So some of these you'll want to go and you'll want to stay a couple of days just because of the distance, but there are a couple that can make great day trips. I think that ideally when you are trying to kind of piece this vacation together with some of these attractions and activities, I think that it would be a great idea to come to Orlando for a few days, do some of these kind of action-oriented type activities, and then go chill for a few days at the beach to end that vacation. That sounds like a perfect week vacation to Yeah, and just chill. And like Angie was saying, you know, being such close proximity to multiple beaches, I would say that you really have two really simple and easy access points of beaches, West Coast versus East Coast, depending on where you are in Orlando, you might be dead center, same distance basically to either one. Whereas if you're more on the West side or the East side, you might be closer to one coast or the other. I would say that probably the easiest one to get to proximity wise 
would probably be Cocoa Beach. You know, um, you don't have to worry about going over any causeways or anything crazy to get into Cocoa Beach. And it is there on the Atlantic side, so east coast of Florida. You're going to have a lot more waves. Uh, the water will tend to be a little bit cooler than what you're going to find in the Gulf Coast, probably over in Clearwater Beach. But Cocoa is a really good area, and it's kind of growing a bit as well. So you're seeing some new hotels pop up there. You're seeing some new restaurants and some new uh kind of like Publix and things like that where you can go grab some some snacks to take down to the beach with you or if you choose to stay at a hotel you've got like a couple of different Publix that you can go to which is our grocery store sorry if you don't know what Publix is but you can go to Publix and you can grab snacks and take back to your hotel uh, or things like that the sand there is um, not as soft and powdery as what you're going to find in the Clearwater Beach area but it's still gray it's still a, a white sandy gray uh, beach that you're going to have a great time at and yeah. who doesn't love the beach and if you want to go to the other side Clearwater Beach is phenomenal that's one of my favorite beaches in the whole country I've been going there for years and years and years and uh, would say that it's probably one of the best beaches in the area yeah, so Clearwater Beach is located on the Gulf side. You will need to, from Orlando, you will need to take I-4, which will pretty much take you all the way to Tampa. You're going to drive through Tampa, go across the causeway, and then you're going to reach Clearwater Beach, which has consistently been named one of the top beaches in the country for many, many years. Now, Clearwater has grown quite a bit over the past few years. So it is now what I would consider a very lively, bustling beach. There's a lot to do there. We're gonna be doing uh, podcast episodes on all of these beach areas and all of these attractions where we're really gonna dive in. We were just at Clearwater recently. We're gonna do a whole episode on that area and really dive in, but just to kind of give you just some, some general knowledge um, right now, now, Clearwater is a great choice if you're looking for a beach where there is a lot to do. There's a lot of hotels there. It's a beautiful beach on the Gulf side. Also over on that Gulf side, if you want to head south a little, you're looking at the Sarasota area where you're going to find some of the quieter beaches such as Anna Maria Island or Siesta Key. Uh, Ron mentioned Cocoa Beach, which is on the Atlantic side. That's going to be about an hour from Orlando. It is an easy drive on 528. It is a toll road, so just be prepared, be prepared for that. You're right. that you're going to have some tolls on that road. But also just north of there, you're going to have Daytona Beach, which is an easy hour World drive. World of course. Right. And then also, if you're looking for something that's just very local, check out New Smyrna Beach. That is kind of known as the Orlando Locals Beach, and that is close to Daytona Beach as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can park on the beach in some of those areas and kind of have a little picnic out of the back of your car if you wanted to go that route and just kind of make it a different experience. So I would say that that's kind of one thing to, to piece together. There's also a bunch of other, you know, single day experience type items that you can do, whether it be, you know, going and hitting up some of the, I don't know, what would you say some good single day experiences would be that, that someone could do? So there are so many of them. And I would say that my top one and top recommendation would be Discovery Cove. Oh yeah, Discovery Cove. Good call. I think that a lot of people haven't heard of Discovery Cove or aren't aware of Discovery Cove. It is owned by SeaWorld. 
But Discovery Cove is kind of described as a big tropical oasis, kind of right in the middle of Orlando. It's all-inclusive. You are going to find the sandy beach areas, the lagoons. There's dolphins. There's swim with the dolphins there. There's stingrays. There's tropical fish. You can snorkel. It's all-inclusive, so the food is included. Your towels. So this is a great option for a full day if you are adults or even if you have kids. Icon Park. That's another one that would be a great thing for people to experience and check out. It's a little bit newer to the Orlando area over off of iDrive. If you're hanging out in the iDrive area, this is right off of iDrive. You're going to have a ton of different experiences and things that you can do there outside of just the everyday restaurants along iDrive that everyone's so familiar with. But you've got... Things like a, a huge Ferris wheel that lights up at night. You're going to have the Star Flyer, Orlando Star Flyer, which is like the big, huge swings that goes super high up in the sky and swings out and is a complete death trap that I would never in a million years ride, but some people just absolutely love because I'm a chicken. <laughs> but I would never ride it. You also have the, uh, the wheel at Icon Park. We used to call it the Orlando Eye. It's the same type of thing as what you see all over the place for like the London Eye and a lot of other large cities are starting to get these large wheels. We have one ourselves and it lights up and it's really, really a cool experience. You can get some amazing views and it's really two different experiences whether you do it during the daytime or at night based on what you're going to see in the lights of the city and things like that. You get up there and you get lucky and catch it for a sunset looking west, going to be unreal. So take that into consideration as an option. You're going to have... Other things like Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, you can go see, you know, you can go see all of the stars hanging out, George Clooney and the Marvel characters. The Marvel are there characters right are there right now. So they'll have different exhibits as well. And it's super lifelike, so really, really cool. You're gonna have the Sea Life Aquarium is another item, um, another venue to go to while you're there. So I'd say outside of those, you also have plenty of restaurants, shopping in bars as well that you can do in between. So you really can take that and make it a full day or at least a solid half day uh, in that area, wouldn't you say? Yes, for sure. And I thought house. Yeah, you could. You could definitely spend a full day at a lot of these attractions. You could listen to some music at Tin Roof later on at night. There's Sugar Shack, which has those huge, crazy milkshakes and desserts. There's the Old Red a restaurant that is opening up, which is the well, Blake, yeah, Blake Shelton's restaurant. And a lot of really themed restaurants. Parking is free there as well, so that's another so that's another plus. Not and a lot of free parking. <laughs> right, and it's in good location right off of iDrive, and it's close to Universal Studios. Yes, so I would say that I'm going to mention this, but it's kind of funny. But if you live in the area or if you've been near Orlando, you have likely seen the commercials. For a fun spot. It's huge. Yeah. So if that did not blast your eardrums out. Sorry. Enough. There are these commercials where the sunspot or the fun spot guy comes on and says it's huge. So fun spot is as close to an old fashioned county fair carnival as you're going to get. Although I feel the rides are probably a little more stable than yeah. a traveling than a traveling. A little more fair. robust too. But you're going to find some fun roller coasters, go karts, arcades, even a fun house is there. There are two locations: one in Orlando, 
one in Kissimmee. It's open really late. A lot of times it's open until like midnight. And the pricing is very reasonable. You can buy a full day pass where you have unlimited rides for like 45 bucks, or you can just pay for each ride. So everyone in your party doesn't have to buy the full day pass. You could buy a full day pass for the kids and the adults could just buy a couple of rides that they want to ride. So it's a great option as well. They have some death traps too. <laughs> Different rides that scare me to death. I call them death traps. They're well, safe. I know they're, they're safe, safe, but I just call them death traps because I would never be caught alive on them. We have definitely become um, chickens. chickens in our in our older <laughs> I age. Think I call it more responsible with my life. Right, right. As we have <laughs> gotten older, as we have gotten older, we definitely will not ride. Remember at the remember at the fair when you would go and you would ride like the gravitron where the oh, bottom gosh, would drop out. I've never been sicker in my life life right probably well there's probably a couple times but we won't talk about this <laughs> <laughs> okay so another one that is a really cool at least a half day destination is wild florida this is a, a really awesome outdoor adventure park they're going to have airboat tours there there's an alligator park there's a petting zoo, zoo. Um, you have a drive through safari where you kind of stay in your car and you drive through and you have giraffes and zebras coming right up through your windows. If you um, love interacting with really unique animals, they have a few animals that you will not see in most places. One of them is a sloth. So you can pay for a sloth interaction where you can feed it and do... It's really slow, though. Sorry. <laughs> But Wild Florida is a cool experience if you want something that's kind of hands-on. If you want to go out and do something really unique, then that is definitely one to check out. I would think another cool place to go would be Kennedy Space Center. For sure, Kennedy Space Who Center. Who doesn't love rockets and rocket launches and space stuff, especially kids. A lot of kids are really into space, it seems like, right now, and rockets and things like that. The stars... Uh, Kennedy Space Center isn't that far from us either. You can even combine it with, you know, an experience going over to Cocoa Beach for a night and then heading right up to Kennedy Space Center. You can see several of the launch pads from Cocoa Beach area. So it's super close. It's really neat. You know, if you were pumped about the most recent SpaceX launch, then Kennedy Space Center is really going to be something that you'll probably enjoy and that you'd really find a really great option. You know, it's not operating at full capacity right now, but it's still super cool, and they are welcoming guests. They have a couple of different packages going on. We've seen a recent promotion that you can buy a ticket now, and it comes along with another ticket for next year for 2021. Isn't right. that how it goes, right? Right. I don't know how long that promotion is going to last, but... Um, if you are thinking about going over the next few months, definitely take a look on their website and see what experiences are open. Even with a partial experience, if you are a, um, a fan, if you are a fan of NASA, then it's, it, then it's definitely worth checking out. And like Ron said, that is a really good idea to combine it with a trip over to Cocoa Beach. For right. a few days yeah. there. And, and if you don't go to Cocoa Beach, even just from Orlando, it's about a 45 minute drive. Uh, right along, like she said, a toll road, 528, heading over that way. But it's not that not that bad of a drive. It's a straight shot, actually. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to talk about anything in Orlando that's not specifically Disney World parks, I'd say you've got to touch on Disney Springs. 
Yeah, so if you are not going to go to Disney World, but you still really need to get your Disney fix, then you can hit up Disney Springs for a day or for a night. Disney Springs is open. Uh, when it originally opened back up, there were many restaurants or um, venues that were not open, but most of them are open right now. And we're slowly seeing a majority of them open. Even the hot air, hot air balloon is operating. Your favorite- Is Art Smith open yet? Art Smith is open now. Holy shiitake. So- our favorite Apple place. Apple pie a la mode coming my way. Might go tomorrow. Yes. Our favorite place to hit up in Disney Springs is uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. They specialize in a Florida Southern comfort food, and they have this cocktail that is one of Ron's absolute favorites called the Apple Pie a la mode, which is made of an apple pie moonshine. And they just recently expanded. I saw this happening when I was at Disney Springs last, but they just expanded their huge outdoor bar area. So they now have this huge outdoor bar patio. But um, other than that, there really is a lot going on at Disney Springs. You do have to wear a mask when you're there, except when you are in the restaurants and eating and drinking. So keep that in mind as with a lot of the attractions that we're talking about as of right now, as of this recording, a mask is required. So just kind of keep that in mind. But if you need to get your Disney fix, maybe head Disney Springs for the day. Then you won't have to pay for a theme park and incur all of that expense. But you can still get a little bit of, of the Disney magic there. Yeah. And while there's plenty of shopping at Disney Springs as well, you know, we do have our world famous outlet malls here. <laughs> uh, you can go to and spend truly an entire day walking around uh, these outdoor mall complexes that are going to have all the different outlets of all the different stores you can possibly think of. And they will welcome you bringing your wallet or purse in and opening it up for them. But you will find some phenomenal deals. You can also do some phenomenal people watching while you're there. And <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. But it is a great place. There's also restaurants, of course. And there's some music typically playing outside. But no, it's a really cool spot to go to. And it's over off of iDrive as well. So get out and do some shopping and catch the uh, the outlets over at uh, iDrive and also the other ones off of um, Vineland. It's premium outlets of Orlando is, is where right. it is. Right. We, we do have several shopping venues. If you are really looking to shop, there are several that uh, that we can recommend. Uh, of course, the... A couple of indoor malls, too. Yeah, there's the two outdoor premium uh, outlet malls, Orlando Premium Mall, which is on iDrive, and then Orlando Violin, which is the one that's kind of closer to Disney World. They have similar stores, but there are a few differences. A few differences. Uh, the other is the Florida Mall, which is a really large indoor mall. They have American Girl there. They have the Crayola Factory, which Crayola is... Crayola Experience. Right, the Crayola right. Experience. It's not open right now, but if you're coming later on in the year, check and see. It may be open. And then we also have Mall of Millennia, which is... A little where, bit higher end. Right. It's more where you're going to find more of your upscale shopping. So if you're looking for Gucci or Chanel or, or something a little higher priced, the Mall of Millennia is where you want to go as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and at the Florida Mall as well, there is a hotel attached there in a convention uh, hall also. Just if, so if you want to stay in that general area and you're looking for another option, I think it's called the, the Florida Hotel, right? Isn't that what that's called I think so. there? I think the it's Florida called the Florida Hotel. hotel. Mm -hmm. So another option for accommodations there. 
outside of that, there's a ton of uh, outdoor activities that you can do. There's kayaking. There's ATV adventures, hot air balloon rides, which I did not know existed here because I've never seen them. But Angie has assured me and shown me proof now that there are indeed hot air balloon rides available here in Central Florida. There are uh, also going to be a lot of airboat ride options. There's uh, some places you can go and you can see the manatee or as some call them the sea cow. But it's super cool. So a lot of hiking and different things you can do outdoor activities at biking and things like that if you don't want to go do traditional indoor things or or stuff like that yeah i think that when a lot of people come to orlando for vacation one of the last things that they think about is going and doing these outdoor activities but we really do have a lot of great activities and experiences here one that we really recommend is the kayaking and if you come during a certain time of year there are bioluminescence kayaking where you can look it up you can see kind of these glowing things in the water i don't know the parasites or something i like probably water, don't right? want to know what it is but it does look really cool and really beautiful so if you're looking for kind of some outdoor adventures that's definitely something and we'll be there. doing another whole episode on all of these things as well again today's purpose for the first episode is just to give you some upfront thoughts and ideas of what's to come and then we'll dive into each of these things so much more so we'll have some really solid i guess information for you for some different things that you could do while you're here as well as uh doing things local and there's there's tons of just local things you can do you can go to some of the the brewery tours or wineries and things like that Mm -hmm. there are things that if you are really looking to get a real feel for Orlando outside of the touristy areas there are a lot of local attractions that we can recommend there are even some great tours around Orlando one area one town that we recommend is Winter Park where there's some great shopping at Winter Park in in a specific area called Park Avenue is really like a little European feel where you have these sidewalk restaurants and cafes and little boutiques and shops side note about winter park also it's not the same winter park that they portrayed to be an identity theft the movie <laughs> that movie winter park <laughs> is not a beach coastal town that movie with jason bateman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that movie's so funny it's a great movie but that's not that's not winter park <laughs> that's definitely not winter park that is not the same no but just exploring downtown and the lake eola area and do just a swan boat ride a swan boat ride there's so many different little areas that i would say a majority of the people who visit here don't even realize that's here and never have the opportunity to experience so if you really want to get a real local feel for orlando there's a lot of opportunity and we of course, highly recommend doing that. Yeah, get local. Get local and learn what all Orlando has to offer because there's so much that isn't publicized or what everyone thinks of, but in turn is the great things about Orlando and what we love about living here and experiencing life in Orlando. Hence, what we brought about the name, Life in Orlando. It's, it's just telling you everything that there is here to do and what is so spectacular about this area. 
Yeah, so I think that we could talk and go on and on forever about things to do, but we do need to we do need to wrap it up. So hopefully this has given you a little bit of insight or some thought or maybe some things that you can kind of piece together to make a full week vacation or even several days vacation in Orlando. And even if your Disney vacation for this year is not going to happen, don't let that deter you from still coming and still having an awesome vacation with your family. Because as we have just talked about for the past half hour, there is still so much here for you to do. So I think that that is it for now. Thank you all so much for joining us for our very first podcast episode. We're going to be putting out a podcast every week, and I think that we're going to have some really great topics where we're going to dive into a lot of these attractions, a lot of these things to do. Yeah, a much deeper look. Talk about just some tips and information, things like which universal hotel should you stay at, um, where to stay in Orlando, how to plan, hopefully some things that's really going to help you. We we do travel a lot, and I know when we're traveling around, and if we haven't been to a place or a country or a city that much, or if it's our first time, there are so many questions. So we're going to try to use a lot of that insight and personal experience that we have to be able to help you and answer a lot of the questions that you may have when you're planning your Orlando vacation to hopefully make it a much easier experience for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great way of putting it. And really what our goal for all of this is, is to help people enjoy and experience all that we have to offer here and make it the simplest and easiest path to do so without being stressed out. Okay. Well, with that, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank please, you guys. Please subscribe to the podcast that would really mean a lot to us and that would really help us out and then you will know when we have new episodes uh coming live which will be weekly weekly that's (laughs) the goal yes thank you all so much we really hope that you have an awesome week have a great week 